facial beaks their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. A tool for violence shall become a tool for growth. An instrument for stabbing shall cut into the soil. Nutrients brought to the surface, weeds pulled so they wither and cannot smother. Warm, dark niches created for new life to nestle into and signal to seeds that they should push down roots and push up shoots. A pointed tip used for throwing or thrusting becomes a handheld sign that removes death and decay, stimulates bushiness, so life blooms. If only all that is made to kill could be repurposed to bring life. When the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month told just a few weeks ago, the silence was heavier and deeper than usual. There was no one frantically trying to bring a phone call to an end without seeming rude. No tapping of keyboards, no whispered conversations about whether to go to the meeting before or after. We immediately knew what and who to remember. Our contemplation spilled over two minutes. The return to tapping, ringing, chatter was slow and hesitant. We still had more to remember. The first of four Sundays before Christmas, but not the start of preparations. The booking, the reductions, the planning started long, long ago. We can be confident lockdowns won't cancel this year. So out come the doves. On cards, trees in our hearts, peace for one day only. No time to ask how. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Before the sword can be beaten into a plowshare, it must first have been made. The swordsmith will have drawn on knowledge going back to the first millennium before Christ, knowledge that has traveled the world. They will have drawn on decades of their own experience. They will have taken high carbon or Damascus steel and gone back and forth to the forge so the strip of metal glows red, then yellow, with tongs move it, dip to the anvil, hammered it and repeat with great fortitude. They would have ground the long, thin strip of metal until it becomes a sharpened blade and patiently run the blade along increasingly finer abrasive. They would have returned to the forge to heat the blade once more and plunged it into oil to quicken. They will have persisted with this so the blades become stronger the steel molecules forming a tight lattice. Only then will they have polished the sword, ready for it to be drawn in anger. To remake the sword, 
must we undo its transformation from strip of steel to blade? Must we draw on millennia of skill, a whole world's worth of tradition? Must we have decades of our own skills acquired through apprenticeship to a master of the craft? Must we be patient, repeating and repeating tedious steps that seem to bring us no closer? Must we assist with actions to strengthen what we are creating that we cannot see, trusting the underpinning microscopic changes are happening? Only then can we polish and admire our plowshare. Only then has the sword been transformed. The 28th of November, 2021. Some did not listen to the prophecy. Some listened to the prophecy. Some listened to the prophecy and understood what it was about. None of us did enough. We did not try hard enough. We did not draw on the best of the skills available to us. There was insufficient vision of how things could be different. There was insufficient recognition of what was at stake. People, so many people, have perished since that Sunday, the first of four before last Christmas. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. How then to make a plow? Is there a pattern we copy, a blueprint for the perfect furrow? Do we adapt the design according to our soil? From the claggy to almost black, brick red to so sandy the wind lifts it away. Where stones are abundant, we want a flimsy blade that bends around the obstruction or solidity to resist and overcome. How do we adapt the plan for the power we can put behind it? For tractor, ox, or tailored to our own height and build? Does our pruning hook change depending on what we have to prune? In some places, thin and sharp to slice through the abundance of green stems, while in another strength for a patient pack at sturdy branches. Now is the moment for you to awake from sleep. Have we woken? Woke from a dialect or vernacular spoken by African-Americans from the 1930s. They had woken up to the causes of the troubles they faced. They had woken up to how the problem wasn't them, the problem was political societal, with accusations against them because of the color of their skin running high. Best they woke, keep their eyes open. Stay woke. Stay woke, Erica Badu sang in 2008. Be aware, question, strive for something better. 
Truth requires no belief. Stay woke, watch closely, she announced four years later, when Pussy Riot, the Russian feminist punk band, were present. Stay woke. Stay woke, Black Lives Matter, urged us two years later, when Michael Brown was shot dead by police. Stay woke to police abuses. Be justifiably paranoid. By 2019, Black Lives Matter cautioned of woker than thou items, striving to be educated around issues of social justice is laudable and moral, but striving to be recognized by others as a woke individual, self-serving and misguided. Stay woke, see the injustice, see the cause. Keep awake, therefore. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. At 115 kilograms, the throne of weapons weighs much more than the average person. Made in Mozambique for weapons exchanged for agricultural, domestic and construction tools, it is a global affair. Russian AK-47s complemented by guns manufactured in Eastern Europe, Portugal, and North Korea. Since 2002, it has been in the British Museum collection, alongside carved stools and chairs of power and prestige from Ghana, Congo, and Zanzibar. The welding, particularly in one of the arms, is in need of attention. <coughs> When there were no schools for all children, our church forebears stepped in and provided Sunday schools for those who otherwise wouldn't get a basic education. When it was hard for LGBT plus people to access mental health support that didn't see their sexuality as the problem, we set up a safe space that helped link them to appropriate services. When parish churches wouldn't marry divorcees, we hosted their weddings. When there was no second chance for people who made mistakes in so many different ways, we found innovative ways to provide them. When there has been no one else willing to step in, we have done so. We have doing so. We've given up something of our own to enable it to happen. To resist successfully, the efforts of those resisting must be greater than the efforts of those who are doing harm. We know what happens when people resist. We will wait in the cold and wet. We will miss the funeral. Our operation will be canceled. We will pay more. We will go without. We will be willing, we will be waiting in the cold and wet, not just once, but again and again. To resist successfully, the efforts of those resisting must be greater than the efforts of those who are doing harm. Have we woken up to the cost of resistance? Are we ready for the persistence of resistance? 
have we woken up to the sound of hammering away at the swords? The parts we are attached to will be cut off by pruning hooks that were once spears. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Once you know the principles of pruning, it's easier than you think. Prune at the right time, performance improves. Flowers stimulated, the damaged, diseased and straggly gone. Renovate, remove congestion where too many stems impair the whole. Pick your moment when energy and reserves are scored deep within or can be remade quickly. Don't remove the potential to grow again. Leave a framework to support the new growth. How do you make peace with a war maker? How do you reconcile with someone who has hardened their heart? who will take a radical gesture or consensus in the room, bide their time and start making war again? How do you make peace with a war maker who believes they are doing God's will, who worships the God we are worshiping, who has political advisors, military advisors and spiritual advisors? What good is a plowshare in a world like this? We are not waiting for God to come among us. God has already come. We are not waiting for future deliverance or rescue. God is with us now. When all the munitions have been expended and the oppressors fall, as all eventually will, the meek, the powerless, will inherit the land. <laughs> those who have been plowing, those who have been pruning, those who kept rebuilding every time everything they had built had been knocked down will still be there. Those who couldn't flee will remain. They will huddle around water points and Wi-Fi hotspots. They will gather together the rubble and create something new from it. Believe and the power returns to the powerless. Power and oppression is overcome by being able to sing the Lord's song in a strange land, in a land where we have been banished, in a land we are not allowed to call our own. For even there God will hear us, for nothing can separate us from God. Believe and the power returns to the powerless. A small, insignificant town on the outskirts of a city that few have had heard of until God came. It's now a, a town that children around the world can name, often before they can name the place where they live. We will sing about this little town this month. We will remember its stories, even as tear gas rains, houses are demolished and bullets kill. When faced with the sword, God hands us the plough and says, grow. Develop this place so you will survive. So you will not be overcome. So you will resist. I will be there with you. 
When faced with the spear, God hands us the pruning fork and says, prune, develop this wilderness so you will survive, so you will not be overcome, so you will resist. I will be there with you. When faced with the sword and the spear, believe. These things will pass away if we have the confidence to believe what seems right now unbelievable. We will beat our weapons into tools for growth. Hot and bothered, we will labour long and hard at it. And though we may be battered and bruised and we cannot see the shape of its new form emerge, still we will keep hammering away at it. We will beat our weapons into tools for growth. We will learn what makes for a tool that creates growth. We will watch closely at what patterns emerge, how things develop, so we get better and better at our craft. We will beat all weapons into tools for growth. We will reform ourselves from tools for repression into tools for growth. Come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Amen.